the episodes with my with my new friends that feel like longtime friends, Corey Rice, Shannon Bannock, uh, pastors. You don't have to call uh, us pastors. You need to go back. But I want to let let everybody know that this is Touché. the heart of yeah. kind of what God has called you to do. And you have a gorgeous pastoral heart, even though you're incredible, incredibly approachable, which is gorgeous. And we have been talking about connection, that life is better connected. And we were kind of talking about um, uh, kind of the hardships that people have in connection and some of your journey uh, regarding that and just regarding your lives as people and all of that. So we definitely wanted to to, uh, sort of uh, hop off of that. So connection has been a big thing. Uh, in your in your church, in your family, in your lives. Uh, and then we talked about some of the, the challenges that people have had. So what has helped you both uh, personally stay connected in your personal lives and your with your family, uh, within the body, you know, because there's so many things that are that pull from that. And, you know, the enemy is, is a divider. However, you define the enemy as uh, he's a divider, uh, and uh, and we see a lot of people bleeding out uh, with because of lack of connection. What what helps you stay connected? I think what has helped me me the most, and I shared a little bit about this in the last podcast. But um, I grew up um, in the church as my parents were the founding pastors of what is now called Hill City. And so I'm 43 and I've been here all 43 years of my life. And so what has helped me is to see it modeled by my mom and dad. And so I didn't share this part. So basically my mom and dad and several other families came out of the Catholic faith and they just wanted more of Jesus, more connection. They started around Bible studies in the late seventies and was like, this is amazing. Wait, what do you mean? Jesus is our high priest. We don't have to just go to the priest down at, at, at the Catholic church. And from that, they just built this little community and they met, and this might be a lot of um, like church stories in their, in their Genesis and foundation, but they met in people's homes. They met in basements, they met in barns, they met outside in the summer under oak trees and parks. And then the church just began to continue to grow as more people just came and uh, really found community and found a place where they could belong. So much so that people were giving land, hey, we need a, a permanent place we can go to. So people gave land and my dad was a contractor by trade. He's like, well, I can build it. We had concrete guys. Well, we can lay the foundation. Well, I can run the the electric. We had an electrician. Well, I can get together and do the plumbing and I can do. And so really they, they, all the families just gave of themselves and gave of their time and gave of their resources and came together to truly just love one another. And we still have a lot of these founding families still connected at Hill city. And so we're talking over 40 years of people putting connection um, as a priority in their life, um, really, and which is rare, I think. And to, to see, so to see it modeled for me that, yes, there are differences. Yes, there are arguments. Yes, there are differing of beliefs or differing of how to do certain, certain things and, and opinions, right? Everybody has one. Um, 
but I saw over 40 years people modeling what it looks like to um to put to put others first. And and so really right off the bat, to me, that's what really helped like put that as a priority in my life from a young age. And I would say, and I mentioned last the last uh, episode that I'm just wired to be highly relational. And I don't know, well, I'll say, I don't know if I'm wired that way or if it was just ingrained in me from an early age. And so I would say that was the start of, of my journey in, in making sure that I'm staying connected with, with the friendships I have with our staff and our team um, here, and then creating that culture of connectivity, because we do believe that life is better connected. Hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to give a, a lot of praise to Shannon here because uh, when did you start doing TLP, Shannon? 2018, 2017, 19, 2019, 2019. So four years ago, TLP is Townsend Leadership. What's the P stand for? Yeah. Townsend Leadership Program. It's John Townsend, him and Dr. <laughs> Henry Cloud created the book Boundaries, yeah, which you may have heard of and some other things. He put together a program for uh, for leaders, and I signed up for this class. Um, I don't know exactly where he's going and what he's going to say, but I did sign up for this TLP class because I thought, oh, great, leadership stuff. I always could use more tools on my tool belt for leaders, uh, for leadership stuff, and so I'll do it. Well, little did I know it was all about the emotional health of a leader, <laughs> primarily. Yeah. Oh, so this way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he goes through that and having conversations with him. I had a very harsh judgment towards pastors giving counseling advice, but not uh, haven't don't have the education mm-hmm. in the counseling world. And so I was like, man, I'm a pastor and people come to me for advice. I should probably be trained in that. So I went back to school to get a degree in counseling. Yeah. while I was pastoring, because I was like, man, I need, I need to have better tools. And and what I thought I was doing to help other people was really first helping me. And I thought I was an emotionally healthy person until I actually started to deal with stuff. And then I realized, oh, goodness, I don't know if I can <laughs> use level. language. And levels. Yes. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I realized that that my life was a disaster. I just knew how to avoid or sweep things under the rug really well from childhood traumas that were never even dealt with. And so he started, he goes through this TLP program for two, two years. And then what you saw as our church mm-hmm. is really a byproduct of our staff. So uh, two years ago, he did, he hired this TLP, this licensed family and marriage therapist to come in and start doing group therapy with just our staff. So one day a month, we would have this intensive six to seven hour emotional health, uh, vulnerable wow. moments to connect. And you realize, yeah, I do life with these people that I'm on staff with and we do, we work together, but I never really knew a lot of the ways that people thought and how they process their own trauma and the things that they were going through. And the more vulnerable we got, the more closer we got. And sometimes there was fear of like, what are people going to think when they find out about this skeleton in my closet? Mm -hmm. And once those skeletons came out, it was like, wow. These people didn't judge me. They loved me and embraced me and helped me get to a place where I need to be. And because of those things, which are still happening to this day, I think our church as a whole is reaping the benefits of us actually dealing with our own emotional traumas and getting to a place of emotional health, that that is what has been the driving force behind connection is when you create these safe spots where people can be vulnerable and real and authentic, then that's when grace flourishes. So 
it's really been a byproduct of him going through it and then all of our individual lives going through it and now the culmination of what we do today is a is a everybody reaps the benefit because we decide to do the hard work which continues and that's why people don't do the hard work is because it never stops and and that's really true I, and i think we need to be clear that connection is hard work relationships yes. are hard work because i've got mess you've got mess and then there's this kind of mess and yeah. you know and working through it and it does require vulnerability so which means oh my goodness I might get hurt or I might get judged, but there's something that amazing, amazing that happens when we're vulnerable and that's where you feel really accepted because all of us with yeah. crap, you know, yeah. it's, it's just a thing. We're a human yeah. being at it. Okay. So, uh, and when we can be vulnerable with that and not put on church face and not put on whatever face we're putting on, but just be ourselves uh, with all of our stuff, but still be loved, still be honored and then also be supported in our journey to be whole from that. Cause everybody has oh. good parts of their story and every part has people have mess and, and it's just a part of being a human being. And as leaders for you guys to model that, because you are the ones that are kind of at, that would have the most pressure to try to yeah. look like I got it all together. Um, and, and, uh, and so being vulnerable and authentic that way in, in your journey is so healthy and creates a space for other people uh, to follow. That's, that is brilliant, yeah. but it does require work. work. It requires risk. It requires bravery. Yeah. So that's incredible that you were willing to do that. Um, so what help do you have? What would you recommend to people who are feeling disconnected? Maybe they don't have a church body or maybe they do, but they feel like they're alone in the body, or maybe, you know, they've deconstructed and they don't, you know, they've been booted out <laughs> because they didn't agree. Um, whatever, what, what helps would you have for people? Yeah. Are- I'll start this one off because I think, uh, life is all about seasons and learning how to embrace the season. Even if it's lonely one, give yourself permission to be okay with not being a part of a community. If you need that for a season. Mm-hmm. And I do, I, which is kind of ironic. Cause you're like, Oh, everybody needs connection, which I agree. But sometimes you've been so hurt by institutions or whatever that you need that space to just be alone. And, you know, okay, you don't, you don't find a church community because you don't agree with what is being taught on the platform. That, that's okay for a season, mm-hmm. for a season. So, so don't beat yourself up. If, if you're living with the shame of, oh, I'm not a part of a church. And I need to, cause that's how I was raised. Give yourself time to process that. Cause you can find community in a whole different church. So. Yeah, you can find <laughs> you can find community in all different kinds of ways. That's why you know CrossFit was the fastest growing church in America ten years ago, because people belonged even if they weren't fit. And yeah. so, I think that there's that. But also, yeah, it's it's a process, but it starts, in my opinion, with getting emotionally healthy. And this is going to be the high horse that I sit on, just because it's yeah. where I've been the last four years. Especially someone who thought that they were emotionally healthy until you start doing the work and you realize, oh my gosh. Like I was, I don't even know what I was doing before 2019, to be honest, but that emotional health is so important. You said whole, that, that's like a trigger word for me. Cause the, the statement that changed my life was this idea that brokenness is a lie that's created by trauma, but wholeness has been, and will always be your truth. Mm-hmm. And so if I can view people as even if they've got baggage in their life or brokenness that they believe it's not who they are, if I can guide them to this reality that they have always been whole and that that is just trauma that we can deal with, with the spirit of God, 
then eventually you can believe the truth of who you are and who you have always been. And I think that is where um, health and growth and connection starts is, is recognizing a lot of the lies that we have been trained in church are lies. So, yeah. And that, and that is so true. I mean, doctrine does matter, yeah. uh, but it's not what, what uh, binds us together. And, 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 and the whole concept is that we're coming from wholeness. We're coming from yeah. our original design that was, was whole in the creation. Um, so yeah, yeah. And that, that gives you power and that gives you hope because your identity is not your brokenness. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. I like, I like that conversation. It's wholeness is my thing right now. So <laughs> no, that's so good. And I think I'll follow that up. Um, so they know me around here as uh pastor practical. Cause I just like to give just simple, practical advice. And since you just asked, what can that's the it. listener do? Um, and some first steps for them to, t- to make um, into um, into this process of connecting and trust again and braving uh, enough for that connection. Um, I'm just going to say, find your five. And this is something that has really guided me for a very long time. And I'm talking about those five safe people that you have in your life that you could go to at any moment that you've been open and you've been vulnerable with. Because a lot of times we have to find those people before we have that opportunity to be vulnerable. But once we are vulnerable, we recognize that that draws people in. It doesn't push people away, but who are the five people in your life that you have? And they're very yeah. easy to find as, as you sit down across the table with someone or on the phone with someone, um, as you're sharing what you're going through in life, whether it be in parenting or in your marriage or with your job or whatever the case may be, you're, you're struggling. Um, you, you, you just open up and you begin to talk to them about it. And some people are instantly going to change the subject. Some people, oh, well, man, this is such a nice day, isn't it? And like, start talking about the weather. There's going to be some people that, you know, will start giving you advice right away, which is not what maybe you asked for <laughs> at all in this moment. Um, but then there are going to be those people that pull up even closer and they lean in. Well, tell me more about that. Well, what what's, What's causing that? What's triggering that? Or, or they, they begin to ask questions and, and they're curious about what you're going through. When people are curious about you, you understand that those are the people that you can really begin to let in and trust. And so for me, um, it's, the, it's those five people. I have five people in my life that I know that are there for me through thick or thin. And honestly, having that in my life where I know they have my back through anything has helped me push forward and in, forward into everything that I'm, I'm now a part of. And so, yeah, from the very beginning for me, it was find 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 my five. So five, your find your five and start with one. Cause sometimes some people, if they're, if they are really, really broken, not by identity, but just in experience and yeah. strongholds and mindsets, um, one person is a huge step Absolutely. with one and Absolutely. It, you know, because that creates a community. Uh, but that's, that's brilliant. And, and also I think trust the Lord to show you your five and bring your five, because sometimes you're looking around and you, you don't see them. Yeah. And they may not be the ones that you think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any other, since Mr. Uh, practical pastor, practical, <laughs> uh, did you have any other uh, helps for us need it, looking for connection? Well, I think, uh, well, 
not to not to put a shameless plug, but I will. I'd say for your listeners, maybe you need to reach out to Catherine and her resources and what she has to offer uh, for you in your journey to help you along the way. I believe that that's what you're there for. You exist to help people in their process of progress. Um, I really do believe that. And I think there are other resources out there. I'll go ahead and plug our podcast because we really talk about this a lot and on our two pastors and a mic, not just the the, theolo- the theology of things and doctrine, but as pastors, we talk about um, emotional health and connectivity and what we have learned through that and what I specifically have learned through that program, that the Townsend Leadership Program. And now I have not only language to use, but I have certain things that I've learned now through that, that I've shared on the podcast. And so you can kind of get all that information and resource, but yeah, just begin to to reach out, find a whether it's a coach, a mentor, whatever it may be. And it could just, like you said, that could be your one. That's the start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, it's so important. I, we use sports illustrations a lot and I'm, I'm big into like, I don't like to watch boxing, but I love boxing history. Uh, Cause my first ever real sports memory that I remember was when uh, Tyson bit Holyfield's ear off in 97 or 98. Remember? So it's like, for me, I was always fascinated by it because I was never, you know, really attracted to the sport to do it myself. But when you think about greats like Muhammad Ali, no one, no one knows about the four guys that were in his corner, but he, we had the Muhammad Ali museum here in Louisville. And so like, you can find out about the fact that Muhammad Ali praises his success for his trainer, Angelo Dundee, which nobody knows that by, guy by name or assistant trainer, Wally Muhammad. Nobody knows that guy or his doctor, physician, uh, Dr. Ferdy Paccio. No one knows that guy's name and his assistant trainer, which many people call him as his hype man, uh, Bundini Brown. No one, no one knows these names off the top of their head, but these are guys that I've studied because I'm like, holy smokes, like if this guy who we all know, Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest boxers ever, gives praise to these four dudes and that you wouldn't know Muhammad if it weren't for these four guys, then yeah, community and connection matter. So Absolutely. find your four, find your five. He, we didn't talk about that beforehand, but that's, that's pretty a, funny. That's yeah. so good. You guys got the same memo. I wonder how that happened. Yeah, weird. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know you guys probably have things to do. I know, uh, Shanik, you've got your brothers getting married this weekend. Very exciting. You both are oh. heavily involved in that uh, celebration. <sighs> um, any final insights that you want to share? So I'll give one more practical advice that, oh, that yeah, I just thought of. Off pastor the top of my practical. Head. All right. No, like, so it's not only find your five, but mm-hmm. honestly, find a place to serve. Because what I have found as you are serving along someone in the community, whether it's a nonprofit, whether it is a church organization, um, whatever that may look like for you, find those opportunities and plug in and begin to serve. Because I promise you, as you serve alongside someone, that's where true connection really begins to happen. And it happens quicker there than any place I've ever seen it um, as people mm-hmm. are serving to give back to the community. Um, and so find places in your community right now that you can plug in and serve. And I promise you, there will be people there that you can connect with. Um, and I think you can create some not only quick, but deep friendships and connection points in those places and it might be somewhere that you could have least expected it to be and to happen for you. But so find your five and find a place to plug in and serve, honestly. That's great. And you have to believe you matter. And that's my life message is so many people don't believe in themselves or they don't have true confidence because they don't know who they are. You have to believe you matter. If you don't respect and honor yourself, you're never going to respect and honor other people. Therefore, you're never going to really connect with people. 
And so recognize that you matter and your voice matters and your opinions matter. And yeah, start falling in love with you and watch, watch connections blossom. Wow. It really is. It really is all about love, right? We're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. And if, and that, and, and we're going to get yeah. that from receiving God, who's just wild about us. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you matter and, and you're worth connecting to and, um and, and others are worth connecting to. That's brilliant. Love it. Any final comments? Well, thanks for having us for real. We really Yay. feel honored that you even consider having us on the show. So. Oh, it was fun. I I hope you guys come back. I think, I think there's a lot of, I think, I kind of feel like we've just gotten started to be great. (laughs) Probably. Yes. (laughs) I think that would be brilliant. So remind people where they can find you. We've got the two pastors and a mic. So that's on Apple and Spotify. Any, any platform that you can listen to podcasts. We're on all platforms. So, yeah. And like our socials. Yeah. Come find us on socials. Right. And I will include them in the notes. So that will be Perfect. great. Anyway, well, yay. Awesome. Well, yeah, Catherine, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, it was my pleasure. What a joy. And as I said, I just feel like we have so much in common. Just we're on the same wavelength. I think we can just keep on going and keep on going. So I hope you guys come back. I will be inviting you back and bugging you to come back. So uh, awesome. I think we can have a great time. So thank Prove you. Prove it. Looking forward to it. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> what a challenge. Okay, get ready yeah. for the, the yeah. texts and things. Anyway, thank you so much. And congratulations on your brother getting married and all of that and how thank the you. church is, it's just gorgeous. It's gorgeous community. So if you're in the area, so Talis is in, in Floyd's Knobs and Floyd Floyd, you Floyd's, say, yep, yep. Floyd, yeah, we get that a lot. Yeah, Floyd's possessive knobs is in plural. Floyd's okay, so knobs. Possesses. I did it right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Floyd's knobs, Indiana. Yeah, we're a we're a little uh, suburb of Louisville, Kentucky, right across the river from us. Um, it is a country setting, but honestly, we can be in downtown Louisville in less than twenty minutes, right in the heart of downtown. So we're out there a little bit, but we're not too far out there where we can't uh, connect to a little bit of city life. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll go check that out as well. Anyway, well, thank you so much. And we will we will be reconnecting. So awesome. Thank you. Right. Thank you. All right. You're so welcome. Everybody share this and everybody have a fabulous day. Love you guys. Thank you guys for being on. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit CatherineToon.com.